Hi there, I'm Robin from More Than Mothering, and this is episode 16 with Sherry. Welcome to the More Than Mothering podcast, where we highlight admirable moms in every stage and with all different experiences and skill sets. We believe moms are the experts in their own home, and we can all learn and be inspired by each other. Sherry has a mothering story unlike any I've ever heard, and it's also one of the most beautiful. They were about to send their youngest off to college and be empty nesters when they received a phone call that an infant niece was taken out of custody of her parents and they were looking for family placement. It took a lot of discussion and understanding and prayer, but they decided that they would take custody of this little baby girl and eventually adopt her. That little baby girl has been a huge blessing to their family, but has also come with a fair amount of challenges because of the special needs that she has. It's been a long learning process for them in trying to blend their family and build the relationships. But it's pretty obvious the way that she talks about this little girl that they regret nothing and that she was always meant to be a part of their family. (laughs) I'm here with my friend Sherry today. Um, Sherry is a wife of four kids. Uh, uh, Clayton. Clayton, yes. Wife of Clayton. Clayton. Wife of Clayton, (laughs) mother of four, three grown children, and then a five-year-old daughter that is is speaking up right now. Yes. Um, And is adopted, and we're going to talk mostly about her story um, today. Um, So first of all, first of all, um, tell me about the process of, of gaining Stevie in your family. What was that like? Um, oh, it was a whirlwind, honestly, not expected. We were a year out from being empty nesters, and so um, then we get this phone call saying that we have a niece in um, the foster system, and they were looking for family members to place her with. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the, the state systems. They prefer family placements over um, outside of family placements. So they always seek out family members first. Um, and then if that doesn't work, then they um, move forward to placement within. So she was um, directly placed into foster care from birth. Okay. So she never actually lived with her biological parents. Um, and, um, so it, it was kind of crazy. We, we met with the social worker and we kind of talked about it and we brought our kids together and we kind of talked about it and then we met Stevie for the first time and it was really a challenging conversation because they're fabulous people and here we were thinking we're older maybe she'd be better with them instead of us and so we really struggled at first to try to determine what the best placement for her would be Um, and it was really interesting because the the social workers um, really helped guide us through that. They were fabulous in that they explained a lot of the statistical um, information that goes behind keeping kids within family versus out of families. And and then we conversed with the foster family too, and even though they wanted to adopt Stevie, um, they also felt if she were their niece, they want to keep her in the family too. Right. Okay. So then, so it was kind of a unified decision. We actually came together as a family group. So her biological grandparents on both sides, as well as us, um, 
I think one or two of our kids were there. We met a couple of times with Bio Mom was there. Um, Bio Dad was not because he was incarcerated at the time. And um, and we talked about it. What was the best place for her? And um, and we decided that we were the best place, huh, Munster? That's <laughs> uh-huh. neat. Mm-hmm. So, um, did she, once you brought her into your home, mm-hmm. did she immediately feel like yours, or was that a mm-hmm. process of... No, she felt like ours. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, I never knew what it would feel like. I mean, we've always kind of unofficially taken in kids here and there yeah, over the cool. years. Um, but she just, she's just been ours. And our kids took her on. And they're siblings. They argue with her just the same as they argue with each other. Um, and sometimes I have to remind them that you're in the 20s and she's the four-year-old. So, <laughs> But um, but they, we, she's, she is part of our family. She has been from day one. So I remember the first time we had her for 10 days straight while the foster family went on vacation. And giving her back was the hardest thing I've ever done. Even though it was for three days. Yeah. It was just so hard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I do like that. Look at yeah. that pretty unicorn. Who got that for you? Jaden. Jaden. <laughs> She's spoiled by her siblings. <laughs> That's nice to have grown up too. It does. Kind of. <laughs> So, um, how about you as a, as a mother right now of adult children, their needs are very different yeah. from hers. Hers are more demanding and mm-hmm. require a lot more of your time. So how do you make sure that your adult children are feeling loved and supported, have the mom that they need right now, right. while still focusing all your effort on That's been a really big challenge. And, and we've had moments of, um, of my adult children not feeling neglected, but kind of jealous of Stevie. Hey, Dad. And, um, Dad. you know, it, we've had to sit down and talk with them and say, you know, first of all, we're in a different place financially than when you kids, you know, having three kids in three years. We were young. I was a stay-at-home mom. So financially, we weren't as strong as we are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and she, our, after raising three kids we've had the time to reflect on the things we would have done different sure and so we're able to act on that and we are more lax in some areas because we know those aren't areas to waste our energy on and so um it may seem to them that she gets away with more but it's really just our experience and adjusting how we've parented um really conscientious decision yeah yeah um so it's they, you know, they all call in their own certain times and have their own certain needs, and um, and we do make sure we take time out for them, and and vice versa. Part of our thing when we agreed to take Stevie on was that we're in this together as a unit, and that being that we're older, heaven help us, um, <laughs> that at some point we may need their help taking care of and raising Stevie, and so. Um, so those are conversations that we've had with them, and they're all more than willing. They all bring such a unique gift to Stevie, and mm. it's kind of, Morgan is the second mom, obviously, um, and um, she, it was funny, because at one point, it was her senior year in high school, and she's like, I love watching you mother, 
I mean, how many teenagers get to see that? That's oh, yeah. pretty awesome. And then Evan has... Hey, guys, um, So Stevie can have these wonderful meltdowns that are from her, her sensory processing disorder. And they can go on for 45 minutes. And they're pretty... They're pretty intense, um, but he has a way with her. He can de-escalate her faster than anyone else, wow. and he just has this soft nature with her. And then Brendan is like the playmate, the fun, you know, big brother who will go out and has no problem going out and pushing her on her bicycle out in the patio and playing in the sprinkler and just being a kid. Wow. And so it's kind of fun to see how each one brings a different thing to their relationship with her. It makes so. her life so much more whole. It That's does. really incredible. And it gives us a little break. Because <laughs> 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 like we're tired all the time. <laughs> yeah. So can you give me an example of, uh, you said that there's some things you've decided to leave out that you could do differently that you didn't need to worry about? Well, first of all, that? my house rarely is spotless. <laughs> okay. I've, I have learned over the years that when my three kids were, and I was an at-home mom, my house was very clean, and that was my job. I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, the stool is in the bathroom. Can you do it by yourself? Okay, just be careful. Yeah. Okay. In the bathroom, honey. Yeah. It's in the bathroom. Um, so I guess the greatest thing that I've had to accept is I'd rather spend my time with her instead of worrying about scrubbing the house every weekend and so um we i let things go a little bit more and so i i know how fast time goes after raising three kids so once they get into school it's boom they're graduated <laughs> and i'm already seeing feeling it now with her it's just you know we're looking at kindergarten in a year and this just goes by so fast so, um, focusing my time more on her and her needs, and okay, can you give mom one minute, please? Okay, why don't you go grab them and bring them to me? Can you do that? Okay, then you're going to have to wait one minute, please. Okay, one minute. I know, you're wanting attention. Um, you know, some of the other things are... Uh, yeah, it's hard to pick because they just happen so naturally anymore, you know, it's like, um, just some battles I don't want to fight with, you know, she's kind of a kiddo where she gets hangry very easily, Okay. and yet she'll get up in the morning and she refuses to eat, but she's going into meltdown because she needs to eat, Oh yeah. and so... You know, if it means I give her a piece of candy to get her over that home so that I can get her to eat breakfast, I'll do that. I never would have done that with my first three. Yeah. You know, so it's little things like that that you kind of adjust. The other thing I'm able to do is I've learned, especially with her, with her special needs, is we have choices. More choices yeah. than I would have given my other three. Okay. Um, so just like in our, do you want a green toothbrush or a pink toothbrush? It motivates her to have a choice in order to brush her teeth. Otherwise, she won't brush her teeth if I just hand it to her. So, right. And a lot of it was we couldn't afford for everybody to have two toothbrushes, or we couldn't afford, you know, mm -hmm. to have all those choices. But um, it's also just lessons in life I've learned. This is how you motivate your kids. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the important part is brushing teeth. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's neat. 
Um, so tell me how you talk about the subject of adoption with Stevie. What do you guys, how do you approach that? Um, you know, we haven't actually sat down and talked to her. We haven't hidden it. She, you know, when we talk to others, we, you know, we adopted her. She knows she's adopted, but what are her um, ideas of how much of that she understands at this age um, is probably very limited. Sure. Um, so as she gets older and understands better, we'll just keep slowly introducing and explaining and talking about it. So mm -hmm. um, do we have a specific like plan timeline? No, because she develops a little bit differently than um, some kids her age. So yeah. we're just kind of winging it. <laughs> and give that information as she's ready Exactly. For it, and as she, she asks questions and if it's something that's tied to being adopted, we'll talk about it. And um, what we don't want to do is overly confuse her at this age and, you know, have her think that, oh, I've got two daddies or I've got, you know, because that's not the case. So mm -hmm. it, it's hard at this age because they are so young. Um, but as she gets older, we have no problem being very transparent. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now you've mentioned uh, Stevie has some special needs mm -hmm. that um, bear a little more attention yep. than some of your other kids have needed. Yeah. Um, but you also have a background in special education. Yeah. So tell me kind of how that prepared you to work with Stevie and how it didn't. You know, <laughs> what surprised you? You know, that. I do reflect a lot on some of the things that I learned um, working in special education. There's, there's a lot of tools that um, I've used. Um, but it's totally different as a parent because what teachers see in the classroom are definitely Mommy. not what parents see at home. Okay, sure. Um, so she, yeah, cream. yeah, she <laughs> is the kiddo who in in public, my big kid, who um, <laughs> when she's in public or at school, she keeps it together. Okay. Um, and but as soon as she gets in the car and we start heading home, then the stress and anxiety of the day all comes crashing down. And so we see the meltdowns and the misbehaviors and all of that come out in the evenings um, and weekends. So we are, and that's very common, we're her safe zone. Um, we, because of my awareness, it led us to early intervention, which I think has helped her tremendously. Okay. Um, starting, um, she was about two and a half, uh, we really were like, these are not normal tantrums, there's something going on. And knowing her, um, she was a drug-affected baby, so she was positive for drugs at birth. And um, so knowing that we had the potential of problems coming down the road, and we sure. still don't know the extent of what we may have, um, we were kind of more aware. And so we sought out help. She was still um, considered a foster kid at that time, so we went through the right channels. Um, we started seeing an OT, um, and um, so she's she is delayed in her fine motor. Um, we have diagnosed her as sensory processing disorder. Um, so she, there's some things that she she's like an oral seeker, so she always puts things in her mouth, especially when she's stressed or anxious. Transitions are challenging. New things are challenging. Yeah, what would you like? Can I have, um, have to have 
What? I take it. Okay, can you give mom just a few minutes, okay? I like hot dog. A hot dog? All right, can you give me just a few minutes? And I'll look and see if I have one, okay? Um, so, I don't remember where I was. Yeah, you're talking about her uh, that oh, when she yes. was two and a half. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we started seeing um, an occupational therapist, um, a little bit of speech therapy. At that point, it wasn't as much of a concern. Um, when she was right at three o'clock, three o'clock, three years old, we did some play therapy. Um, so we went to Spokane once a week and did worked on emotion regulation, um, and that was tremendously helpful mm -hmm. um, because the the psychologist there not only was helping her but they were teaching me so I can continue to mimic that here at home because as she's growing you know we all kids will go through waves where they do great for about six months and then all of a sudden we've kind of gone backwards again and. Right. So to try to bring those things, skills back out again and work on emotion regulation, especially as she gets older and hormones starts changing, I'm sure. um, she'll need to do that. And then um, she's on and off with uh, speech therapy and occupational therapy. So, okay. So um, just kind of depends on the needs. We're learning a lot from being able to do it at home so that we don't have so many appointments. But sure. um, so, so special education brought the awareness, but I've learned so much about the sensory processing and how it impacts children's behaviors that now I've gone back to some of my old teacher friends. I'm like, oh, you guys have to study it because most of your behavior kids can benefit from some of these tools. Oh, sure. So, um, yeah, it will help calm in the classroom and, and all kids. We all have sensory stuff. So... Um, doing specific things they call it a sensory diet throughout the day just kind of helps regulate the kids and gets their brains back to a, a balance to where they can um, keep moving forward positively it's fascinating but. yeah absolutely that's wonderful um okay final question is you've um raised kids that are closer to my age, mm -hmm. you now have a child in a different generation. Mm -hmm. What's different about raising oh kids gosh. in different generations? Well, first of all, we're finding that personally, we don't fit. All of our friends are empty nesters and they're doing things that we can't really participate in because we sure. have a small person unless we get a babysitter. Um, and then you go on the other end of it and you find parents that have children her age and they're the same age as our kids right. so or similar or were students of mine from years ago and oh, so it's right. like yeah. wow so where do you fit I mean there's a couple of, of families in town that are a little bit older parents with younger kids um, but other than that I mean that social aspect of it is it it was a big eye-opener we never realized that we'd be just this anomaly out here as yeah, parents absolutely. Um, but um, Raising two gener it's I do compare quite a bit. It's really hard because well we used to do it this way. Well it's a totally different world. And, you know, that's twenty years difference from the oldest to the youngest here. Right, right. And a lot of things have changed in time. Um, but parenting is parenting. You support your kids, you teach them right from wrong and 
you hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Amen. It's about all you can do, really. It's like, did they listen? Please. <laughs> Most of the time they listen, even though it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, absolutely. In one minute. She's got to answer some really fast questions. Can I ask? Can we do some fast questions? Fast questions? questions? Yes. Seven. Okay. Seven fast questions. Okay. Can you count them? Yeah. No? No, nope, that was eight. Eight. <laughs> you gave me an extra. I might have to think of an extra question. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sherry, what's your favorite sound? The ocean. What's your least favorite sound? People chewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sensory issue. All right, all right. What's your favorite word? Uh, my favorite word, I actually have thought of this, peace. Peace. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah In good. all areas of my world. Mommy, I see you. Sherry, what do you know? What do I know? What don't I know? <laughs> I know. Um, what do I know? Um, I know how to raise kids across all age groups at this point. Cool. So, um, what do you want to learn? I'm always learning. Right now, my focus is learning what I need to in order to provide her with the most successful life she can choose to have. What scares you? Oh my gosh, scares me. I have two things. One of them's personal. So paralysis scares me, and that comes from I have had both hips replaced, I've had numerous surgeries, and so paralysis okay. has always been a lifelong fear. The second one is, is losing my kids. That scares me to death. So, yeah. A couple years ago, our middle son got into a car accident, and that was, that was the first time I ever realized that it could potentially happen, and that was so scary. Oh, gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> and Sherry, what are you good at? What am I good at? That's the hardest question of them all. I hear that a lot. I yeah. bet you do. <laughs> uh, what am I good at? Um, you know, I think I'm just good at making people feel at ease. Whether it's children. Um, you know, I was always the mom who, in the bleachers, all the kids flocked to me. And so I was like the bleacher mom. And um, I just, people feel comfortable around me. And so I think that's what I'm good at. That's a great gift. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, and thank see, you here it is 10 o'clock and my child's having whipping cream. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You do what you can to get through the day. I know, right? <laughs> okay. I love hearing Sherry's perspective. Her youngest and my oldest are about the same age, but because of Sherry's previous mothering experience, she has so much perspective and wisdom and understanding and helped to recenter me on my priorities and my focus. I'm grateful for her example and for this interview and all that she was willing to share. Thank you for listening to the More Than Mothering podcast. You can visit the website at morethan-mothering.com for show notes, images, and the video form of this interview, as well as many other interviews with remarkable women. If you are having a less than day, I hope you leave feeling more than. <laughs>